0: We've seen a flurry of restaurant news in the last week or so. We'll go over that plus more on the Access Louisville podcast. That's next. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann and joining me today is Jason Thomas. What it is. Ellie Tilbert. Hi. And Michael Jones. How are you doing? Doing well. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news, plus plenty of sharp opinions on what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky, or New Albany, Indiana, in this case. Uh, we'll start off with talking about a little restaurant news. And Michael, you just wrote about I- Impelazares. Well, I guess it's called Tony Impelizares in yeah. Albany, right?
1: Yeah, uh, he he uses his name because his brother owns the one in Louisville. Right. But yeah, he's retiring after 42 years and people lost their minds. <laughs> <So> they, they, <laughs> I mean, I went there on Saturday. I got there at three o'clock when they opened and they told me it was an hour and a half wait
0: yeah yeah
1: um, like <laughs> i invited my uh sister-in-law's husband
0: <laughs> uh, and you're you saying that people uh were buying these pizzas to so they could freeze them and save them for yeah long.
1: yeah people were ordering like five or six pizzas at a time
2: yeah give me red baron with the frozen <laughs> <laughs> oh i bet it's good i never actually
0: tried his pizza <laughs>
1: It um, was really good. We got the D dish uh, sampler, and it really was you see why they call pizza pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing <laughs> was just layers and layers. Yeah,
2: yeah he he uh, loads up the ingredients on his pizzas. Man, my dad's big fan. He's gonna he's gonna be sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and it's it, I thought that was funny in your story. He uh, he mentioned that if he runs out of ingredients. Sooner than he's just going to call it quits, and it sounded like he was working on running out of ingredients because uh, it seems like he was pretty busy. So
1: yeah, because he hand makes the sausage and mm-hmm. um, pick, picks personally picks the vegetables and everything. Yeah,
0: and that restaurant, I guess it started in Louisville, and uh, he moved over to New Albany. What what did you say? Twenty eleven? Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he started out with his brother. And then they split up in uh, 1998, and he started on Shelbyville Road, but then Mm -hmm. moved to New Albany.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I could work with my brother either. I I hope he doesn't listen. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's see here. So hang on. We're going to talk about a lot of different pizza today because pizza seems to be the theme of the show. So another pizza story you did um, just today was on this uh, square cut pizza. Where's that headed?
1: Uh, well, it is, um, or it's, it's already opened, open, isn't it? Yeah, it opened, uh, on in Shelby Park. Mm-hmm. It's on Oak Street, it's where Scarlett's Bakery used to be. Okay. And, uh, it's a pizza concept next to an ice cream shop that's owned by the same people.
0: Right. And I th- like it sounded, uh, sounded cool. He had like a a, a pretty deep background. He's kind of cooked all over the world, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, his his life story was so fascinating because he was from the Philippines, moved to Rome, worked mm-hmm. at five-star hotels and Michelin-star restaurants, mm-hmm. and uh, then wanted to move to Kentucky because it looked like the America he saw on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that was a cool part of the story. His <laughs> wife was from, I think, Lexington, Lexington, right? yeah. I don't know. Has, have we said his name during this? We should make sure we said uh, Emil David. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Emil David. Yeah. Because we're talking about this chef. We hadn't said his name yet. Yeah. Uh, so I think his, you said his wife lived in Lexington, and that's yeah, kind of His what wife's
1: name it. is Liz.
0: Yeah. I think I've made this joke on the show or, or somebody has, but the number one uh, economic developer in Kentucky is people's wives because, or, spe- <laughs> or husbands. That's the reason people move here is because they have
1: families. Who should be sending girls out to all their <laughs> surrounding states. <laughs> exactly. And we'll fill those downtown offices. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and uh, so – so yeah, I thought that story was interesting, and he's he's opened up here in, in Louisville and in Shelby Park, and uh, and I you know Square Cut Pizza, it's probably different than the school pizza from you know back in the day when yeah it's a Roman pizza.
1: style pizza, and right. so it, it, the crust is kind of like a a thin focaccia bread.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. It does sound good, and the the photo looked
2: delicious.
1: Did you get a chance yeah. to try it while you were out there? I'm going there tonight. Oh, okay, um, cool. Some friends there. My <laughs> wife and I are going.
2: Nice, nice. I, I drove past our Wednesday and it was absolutely packed with the line out the door, so that's really good to see. Yeah. It's Pizza Week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Uh we'll switch gears. We'll talk about a very divisive pizza. La Rosa's pizza. That seems to be you that love La Rosas or you don't. Uh that's uh Ellie, where is uh where's La Rosas going?
3: Yeah, so La Rosa's, well, it's it's a joint concept. It's um a first watch and a La Rosa's are opening in the former O. Charlie's at um 106 or ten six forty one Fisher Park Drive. <laughs> um nailed it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no problem, got that. Um And yeah, so it's like a 7000 square foot building. So they're like splitting it down the middle, doing a first watch on one side and a LaRosa's on the other side. Um, And both of those chains are operated by the same franchisee, one Holland group. So, yeah,
0: that's interesting. Uh, I know LaRosa's is a Cincinnati based uh, chain and um is one holland is are they also from cincinnati or
3: yeah they're based in florence kentucky so it's not they're not cincinnati but they're northern kentucky very
0: close yeah Mm -hmm. um and then i guess i don't know that first watch is based in cincinnati are they do you
3: i'm not sure about that um i don't think that they are one holland does they they have like operate the skylines in louisville too oh, okay and stuff like that so they do a lot of cincinnati stuff but i don't think first watch is cincinnati based. Hmm.
2: that's yeah. another divisive topic chili is a skyline or gold star it's more of a cincinnati thing but it does happen here it comes over this yeah. right
0: um yeah so a lot of the a lot of the vision in cincinnati <laughs> seems like okay so first watch headquarters is bradenton florida uh, so they are not based in Cincinnati. La Rosa's Pizza is based in Cincinnati. um Me and Jason were talking about this this earlier this week. um You know, I like La Rosa, but uh, we have a you know coworker here, Lisa, who is a, uh, a a Cincinnati person. She lived in Cincinnati. She doesn't like La Rosa. So I think maybe it's it depends on where you're from. How do you guys feel about La Rosa's Pizza? Have you tried it?
3: I've never uh, had it. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I'm a fan, It's kind of like with you, David. I've had it when I've uh, gone to a Reds game. It's one of my kind of go-to items there at the stadium, ball yeah, Ballpark. I mean, it's it's not like knock your socks off pizza. What? Yeah, you know. No, but... There's so many different kinds of pizzas, but it was it was it was, it was perfectly fine. It was good. I like the sauce. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, it's my style of pizza. I like kind of thinner crust.
3: I feel yeah. like some of what I've like heard about it. What what is so divisive about it? Like <laughs> the is sauce pizza is kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah, apparently, okay.
2: yeah. Well, the not pizza not pizza, but yeah. <laughs> Alex at over at WLKY, she's a Cincinnati native. I think it's our new gathering partner, and I told her about this, and she just went nuts because she's a, she just loves the roses, and she says you either love it or you hate it. So I'm, hmm. I, I, I like it. So maybe that's a Cincinnati native thing. I don't know.
0: Michael, have you tried it?
1: I haven't tried it.
0: All right. Well, that's another one for your list then, I guess.
1: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> uh, I'll go there next week when it uh, opens.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, there's you your interview. Next. <laughs> next week. Um, well, let me see. I, you know, I, I kind of think it's like uh, Jim Beam or something. Uh, people come to Kentucky and they see Jim Beam and they're like, oh, Jim Beam. I like Jim Beam. But like Louisvillians are like, no, there's way better stuff than Jim Beam. You gotta, you gotta try this small craft brand. I think it's maybe the same way with Larosas, because that's kind of, as as I understand it, in Cincinnati, Larosas is like the big chain. Like maybe it's their Bear Nose or something. Uh, not that Bear Nose is bad. I love Bear Nose, but you know, it's kind of, it's got locations all over town. It's not like a, uh, you know, a one location place. So. Maybe
2: there's there's a jealousy factor involved or something because they've been so successful.
0: I think so. I think there's a lot of jealousy that goes around in the restaurant industry, but that's not a topic for another day.
3: Yeah. I feel like uh, pizza, I would imagine it's hard to like break into the Louisville pizza scene. Like, I feel like there's so many pizza restaurants here.
0: There are a lot. And it seems like a few years ago, I think it was even worse. <laughs> I think it's just one of those dishes people feel like they can cook. Um <laughs> Michael, I want to switch gears and talk. We'll talk. That's the last of the pizza talk, I think. Yeah. We'll talk about a. It's a Vietnamese restaurant, Annie's, uh, that just had a change in ownership, right?
1: Well, management. It's still owned by the founder Annie Tran, but her son is handling the day-to-day operation. Right. So, yeah. So Lee Tran, and really, you know, I live in the neighborhood. I, I go there regularly and I didn't even know it, <laughs> that it had like really any change because Lee's grew up there. You know, yeah. you always saw him. Yeah. There.
0: Uh, I think, yeah, he talked about growing up there and then he went out on his own for a little while. What was the name of his restaurant? Uh,
1: I think it was Bon, bon May Hero. Yeah,
0: yeah, that sounds right. I remember writing about that restaurant when it opened, but I didn't know the connection to Annie's at the time. Um, but, uh, he said he kind of, I, I love the way he told the story. Cause he was very, um, he was just very honest about, you know, I was young and cocky and thought I could run a restaurant, you know, working there three days a week and, uh, and it didn't work out. That's so gotta we,
2: be hard work, man.
0: Yeah. I think you just really got, if you're in the restaurant business, you just there all the time. So a lifer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Especially it's, if uh, you grow up in your family business and uh he's like the fourth generation in the restaurant business and one thing they talked about in the uh story is uh that the pho that they make the the like Vietnamese noodle soup the the recipe basically all the recipes at the restaurant his family's been cooking for like over 60 years
2: mm-hmm.
0: And um, they were originally from Vietnam, or I guess uh, yep. Annie was originally
1: from Vietnam. Yeah, right? from Saigon.
0: Saigon, yeah. yeah. And she she's been here since I think the eighties. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, eighty nine. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah I was right there. All right. Well, that's uh, you know there's a few restaurant stories, a few restaurants for you to check out. Uh, I'll link to uh, Michael and Ellie's stories in the description for this podcast uh, so you can find a little more details on those. But I want to talk about this uh, interview that Michael had with uh, Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher. Uh, how did that go? I mean, were you guys in person or was it done over the phone? Or, uh,
1: it was done over the phone. But, uh, I I went to on the glide trip and he was there and I mm-hmm. had talked to him a little bit uh, there because uh, it seems like he's really excited that he's kind of getting back to his focus, which is development with all of this federal money. Right. So like, this is the end of his term, but uh, this is kind of like a, a legacy builder for him because he's going to be able to shape the city uh, for the next decade, really.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, he talked about having, a lot of money um available now uh, that that's through the uh, American rescue plan and
1: yeah and the new infrastructure bill that yeah. uh, just passed on Monday and Fisher was at the White House for that yeah
0: yeah, yeah. um was he just kind of one of those background characters that you see at a White House bill signing? Is it was he one of the? Uh,
1: yeah, the yeah. Uh, he's he's a former head of the like coalition of mayors. Oh right, right, yeah. He he got uh, invited for that reason.
0: Okay, yeah, I do remember him, and like I've seen him like in a couple of places, maybe um, CNBC or something. Talking about just challenges for cities, and I guess he was speaking in that capacity as the, uh, the former head of that uh, organization for mayors. Uh, So yeah, I'm I'm wondering like we talk about whether what's next for him sometimes, and you know he has these maybe federal uh, aspirations, and us you know I see him there with uh, with Joe Biden in the White House, and I'm wondering if uh, if he's got his job lined up. I know Abramson went to work in the Obama White House. Uh, <laughs> but that was well after his uh term after his terms had ended, I think. So
1: yeah. Well, I'm seeing the money in action because they just pay third street. <laughs>
0: oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Already, yeah. <huh? laughs>
1: what seems like forever. <laughs> so yeah. my car thanks the city. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I want Jason, I wanna to talk to you about this. One thing that struck me on Michael's story was uh, it didn't seem like they had a list of priorities of what they wanted to do with the money just yet. And I'm kind of surprised that they weren't a little farther along in developing how they're going to use, you know, all these billions of dollars. You would think, how many billions is this? Is it $2 billion?
1: Um Well, so there is- they. Uh, it's yeah. He said it's basically a billion dollars. Just one. Okay, billion, yeah. but we have two billion in infrastructure needs.
0: Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, so yeah, I'm just surprised that they didn't like already have this punch list of things that they want to spend the money on, and maybe they do, but it just didn't seem fully developed. So I don't know, Jason. Do you think that's surprising?
2: I don't know if it's so surprising. Uh, I think what's the hardest thing for me is just to kind of wrap my head around you know, all this money, it's what they got almost $400 million in American rescue plan funding. It's like, it's just such a large amount. It's like, how, how do you prioritize that? You know? So it's, I want to give the officials a little bit of a, you know, grace period. I think what my, correct me if I'm wrong, they have like six months to submit a plan, at least the the stimulus money or the federal coronavirus coronavirus money. money,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. So, but you know, they came up with these six priority areas, but they are, you know, it's kind of just general. You got your public safety and workforce development, and you know, affordable housing, which are, you know, are all important issues. But yeah, you're right, David. It's like, can we, you know, uh, dig down a little bit deeper and learn a little right. bit more I'm detail? It's so yeah. like, what, yeah, well, it seems like it has know, been a um, while.
1: One thing that I'm wanting to follow up on is the city is having to hire all these grant writers and different people to like, watch the money <laughs> so know, involved with that, federal yeah. money. There's all this documentation. So that's oh, a job right. creator right there.
0: <laughs> um, You know, I think that um, of all the things Louisville has wrong with it, I, I, it seems like we could just start building housing or something, you know, it seems like we could have this a little more ready to go, but it doesn't seem like we're there yet. Okay. And, you know, I don't, I I don't know anything about running a city, you know, so maybe I'm coming from, I'm not coming from a, you know, an enlightened place there, but, you know, I think it's disappointing to see that we're, we've still got these focus areas, but we don't have a lot of projects named specifically that we're going to do. I mean, especially with the affordable housing need. I mean, everyone talks about, Uh, And it's it's clearly visible by the number of homeless people out there that there is a need for affordable housing in this community. So I don't know why that isn't getting developed more quickly. Um, And maybe I'm, you know, and like I said, maybe I'm coming from a, there's something I don't understand. The grant writers, for instance, I don't know the technicalities that go into that. I don't know that you, you know, I guess you, the way the federal government works, there's probably some uh, requirements of, you know, exactly how that money is applied and uh, and that's what a grant writer can help you figure out. But, uh, anyway, I'll get off my soapbox there. Well, let's,
2: let's not forget though. JCPS has a lot of federal money coming into a couple hundred million dollars, I think. So it's like, you know, that haven't really heard much about how that's being spent either is going right. to be spent. So, and obviously there's big time needs there. So it's, it's like, we have this huge influx of money and like, and potentially one
0: more, I mean, the house just passed the, uh, the other, um, uh, Biden legislative proposal. Yeah. Um, you know, who know. I don't know if that'll make it through the Senate or not. Uh, it's the reconciliation bill, um, <clears throat> included a lot of funding. Uh, so, and, and it's just, you know, if you would have listened to Bashir and Fisher last year, uh, talk about how much cities needed this stuff, um, you, you would have said, okay, we need to do this. And then when they get it, we don't have a list of priorities of things that we're going to spend the money on. Yeah.
1: I'm you know, sure that, they do have a list of priorities, but they have to um, at least pretend they're getting public input. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that is
2: <laughs> true as well. Uh, yeah, we talked about it too. You know, you have to consider Fisher's lame duck status with his term expiring and, you know, how much, yeah. you know, uh, that weighs into, you know, the conversation I'm, of where we're going with this funding versus his vision.
0: Someone has brought that point up to me uh, before as well and said that because of his lame duck status, um, no one cares what he thinks about his, about priorities. And, and we got, how many people are on council, Michael? Twenty seventy seven.
2: No, I thought you were talking about mayor candidates. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I, I'm talking about council people. So there's like 26 different people with, yeah. you know, 26 different, you know, sets of priorities out there. And, and because Fisher's a lame duck, Uh, nobody's really listening to what he is suggesting that we use the money on. They're all more focused. That's a theory that I've heard. And, uh, you know, I think it's worth considering. So, um, all right, well, I think, is that it for this week's show? Ellie, I was going to ask you maybe about, uh, the U S bank, um, Uh, news this week. I didn't put it in the script, but we're going to wing it and see if you can remember. I bet you can remember the exact address of where U.S. Bank is moving. (laughs) They're moving out of downtown, right? Uh, Because uh, Churchill Downs is taking over their location on 4th Street with their new uh, downtown gaming facility
3: hmm I couldn't even remember the address for LaRosis and I was looking at the story. So um but See, I thought um, you
0: winged it. You, you I didn't. I was looking at
3: it and I still I was like, couldn't even say it. Um no, but I actually I think it's so the US Bank, yeah. Churchill Downs announced that they're moving into the building um that's on Fourth Street. Um, and that's the gaming facility. And then church or US bank is moving to I think it's four thirty-five Whitting, Whitting something Whittington Parkway. Whittington Parkway. I think that's yes. It. Um, uh, it's kind of
0: Hurstbourne and Shelbyville area. Yeah, so. it's like
3: the shelby hearst campus.
2: Oh,
0: we uh, got there.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> Another flight from downtown.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, you talk yeah. about uh, priorities. That you know, there's a lot of.
2: But, but they might be opening we, up a branch, I think, on Fourth Street or something. If
3: I yeah, because that. that building had the like main administrative offices and the downtown bank branch. So they're keeping obviously a a branch downtown for those users um, and it's going in for street life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, um, what's here, fifth thirds also here. So we'll have a little bit of competition there with the bank branches. Um, Yeah. Michael, I think you had addressed uh, downtown uh, vacancies in your story as well. Kind of talked about the, uh, neat. Well, it wasn't you talking about it, but it was Doug Owen, I think, talking yeah. about the need to address, kind of incentivize uh, people to come downtown, you know, incentivize businesses to come downtown, right?
1: Yeah, the um, vacancy rate since the pandemic is, I think, for Class A property at 22.1%. And, uh, uh, Doug from a G uh, from JLL, I don't know why I want to say G L I, but uh, <laughs> from JLL, uh, he thinks it's not the bottom, but it's going to get worse next year. Yeah. If we do something.
0: I mean, the trends kind of suggest that with a lot of companies, uh, leaving, um, the, the downtown area. So that's something to watch. It's something we've talked about a bunch on the show, just, uh, you know, the, the kind of questionable state of downtown and what happens to it next. I mean, it seems like if there was a lot of residential here, it would have a bright future, but there's not a lot of residential here. I mean, it was mostly a place for commerce and a place for visitors. And now a lot of the commerce is leaving. There's still plenty of things for visitors to do: the U.M. Center, restaurants, the palace, all these venues. But uh, uh, you don't see as many business people down here as you used to. So
2: this U.S. Bank thing is a bit of an outlier, though. Since they're moving, obviously, but in its place is coming a you know Churchill Downs uh, venue. That's I'm sure another uh, entertainment generator. Yeah, Yeah, so that's a little different. But that that block is going to look a hell of a lot different here next year, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and if you haven't seen the of what churchill downs is going to build there i'll link to that story too but uh yeah it's pretty impressive it's got this like nice like video board and stuff so uh, that ought to change um change the look of that place significantly so anyway now now we're at the end of the show uh i did just uh, tack on that uh u.s bank thing and ellie just handled that with perfection so uh thank you very much um before we go we'll go around the uh the room here and you guys can share your social media handles. Uh, Ellie, I'll start with you on this one. Where can people find you on social media?
3: You can find me on Twitter at BF Eleanor, and you can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert.
0: All right. Uh, Jason, how about you?
2: Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Scoop Thomas and LinkedIn under my name, Jason Thomas.
0: All right. Michael. Got your Twitter account this week, right?
1: <laughs> yes, I did. Um, nice
2: and shiny and new, baby.
1: <laughs> and I and I tweeted today. Oh, so. nice, nice,
0: excellent.
1: <laughs> uh, so I'm metaverse at Metaverse. Yeah. So I'm at BF Lou Michael and on uh, Twitter, and I'm also on LinkedIn under my name. And I just would like to add, every time I talk to Ellie, she's at a different place in her apartment. <laughs> I feel like over the last couple of weeks, I've gotten a tour, and you I'm glad Ellie's a plant behind her. It is a nice-looking plant.
3: It, it is 100% fake. I
0: was admiring your subway tile. Though. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. And Keurig coffee.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's that's my... um. Air fryer, which is oh nice. Oh, Oh, they're that
0: small even better. I really mean yeah. (laughs) Coffee's good. Fried foods do better. All right. You can find me on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram under the name dman3001. And you can find me on LinkedIn under my name, David Mann. Uh, You can find this podcast on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Ellie, Jason, and Michael. Thank you guys for listening to us at home and we'll see you next time.